Welcome back to Earth 616 and a view from the couch. My name is Rich Davenport. I'm one of your hosts. And I am Jen Davenport, your other host. We are (laughs) co-hosts. Somewhere in the multiverse, there's versions of us that are doing a different podcast about a different series of movies. You know, or maybe they might not be podcasting at all. Maybe they're making these movies. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. (laughs) Guys, we're talking today about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And right off the bat, I'm going to give everybody 10 seconds. If you haven't seen this movie and you don't want to be spoiled, turn the podcast off. Go watch the movie. Listen to us later. We'll be here yapping in your ear later. Okay. Don't, 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 don't ruin the movie by listening to us first because we are going to spoil it. Appearances, uh, everything. We're going to spoil everything. We're going to spoil appearances. We're going to spoil events. We're going to spoil who the bad guy is. And you don't want to hear that. You really don't. So here's, here's 10 seconds of silence for you to take the moment to turn the podcast off. 10 seconds is a long time, so I'm just going to cut it there because I think you guys get the picture. (laughs) Welcome back to everybody who still wants to listen to what we have to say about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You've seen Doctor Strange before, right? The first one, the original Doctor Strange? I have. I have seen the first one Mm -hmm. a few times. Actually, a couple times. It is not one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's probably on the lower end of them. Um, like a tier three Marvel movie. Yeah, I I still thought it was okay, um, and it is watchable. It just I don't know, just not my favorite double. It's no movies. Thor two, but it's also no Thor Ragnarok, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's in between those two. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. How I, about you? Well, I I I have seen Doctor Strange before. I've seen all the Marvel movies before. Now I always like to give my pers- comic book perspective i guess because that's where this comes from i do not have a ton of experience with dr strange i have a little bit of experience with dr strange here and there but he is one of my least favorite marvel characters like if i could pick a handful of marvel characters to never ever ever set foot in a movie or a marvel uh comic ever again dr strange would be one of them i do not have any love for Dr. Strange at all. That being said, in the right hands, uh, the right writer can make anything readable. I'm not a Fantastic Four fan either, and yet when Jonathan Hickman wrote Fantastic Four, I read it because it was a good story. And I think if you had the right person writing Dr. Strange, I would read a Dr. Strange series. Now, do you, I think it bears discussing, do you have any experience with the multiverse, Jennifer. <laughs> There's that whole thing about Spider-Man, right? Where he shoots. Right. His butt. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we have the Spider-Man yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's Loki. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I try not to think about that. And then there's, and then there's WandaVision, which I think is one of those things that you have to kind of watch before watching this movie, really. I think her motivation will make more sense if you've seen WandaVision. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think you need to have seen No Way Home or Loki to make sense to this movie. Right. But I, everybody should go watch No Way Home. That was a fantastic movie. Loki, I thought was good too, but I don't think that, I mean, that kind of talks about the multiverse and the fracturing of the timelines and stuff and what can happen with that. But I feel like they explained it well enough here that mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Loki, it'll still make sense. I think, I honestly think that while WandaVision is kind of essential viewing before this, I think that what happens in this movie, I have I have problems with what happens in this movie. And whether or not I I keep rent or erase this movie is 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 something that I will reveal at the end. But I'm going to say right off the bat that I have problems with the I have problems with the motivations. I have problems with the story turns and I have problems with the let's call it selective memory when it comes to the Westview stuff, which is the vision and Scarlet or um, one division thing. Well, why don't you tell us who directed this, who's in it, and we will jump into the story and talk about it. That way I can quit tap dancing around the, the issue here. Okay. So this was directed by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. I love Sam Raimi. Just FYI. I love Sam Raimi. This was written by Michael Waldron, who, who I believe also wrote Loki. Yeah. He's before this though. He has exactly one writing credit. He wrote one episode, one episode of Rick and Morty before he got Loki, a freaking multi-million so maybe he's the executive. dollar producer on loki doesn't he's, matter he's involved he wrote, with it somehow he wrote exactly one episode of rick and morty before his career took off what the frick man one episode of rick and morty was enough for them to be like here take the helm of this marvel series they must he must have had something that they like it's I'm not even not that sure. great of an episode of rick and morty i love rick and morty no. <laughs> yeah, and, but it's not even like mind-blowing or anything like that it just is it's just a rick and morty episode whatever all right. This movie stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Olsen is returning as Wanda Maximoff or the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Benedict Wong is Wong. <laughs> so we have Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Wong. And one of the Benedicts is playing Wong. And it just so happens that it's Benedict Wong who is playing Wong. Yes. I'm following you. Go on. All right. We have Social Gomez as America Chavez. That's how you say her name? I think so. Social? Yeah, I looked it up. So what a, what a fantastic spelling, by the way. I love it. Rachel McAdams comes back as Dr. Christine Palmer. Wait, that's how you pronounce her last name? Just kidding. Go on. What? I was like, <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> This movie had some names that I had to look up because I was like, oh, I'm not sure how to say that. <laughs> and we have Chuatel Ejiofor as Carl Mordo. Right. That is all I'm going to say because I feel like other ones are kind of spoilery and we'll get to that when we get into when they show up in the movie. Sure, sure. Well, let's dive in then. So the movie opens with 
Dr. Stephen Strange and America Chavez running around in the space between universes. And they're looking for the Book of Vishanti, which is a it's a magical tome that will give the reader whatever powers they need to do whatever they need to do to fix anything. So basically, it's a MacGuffin. They're chasing a MacGuffin. Which it's duct tape. It's duct tape. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Is there anything, <laughs> is there anything the Book of Ashanti can't do? So while they're running around, Dr. Strange gets killed by this uh, this demon monster thing that they're that's chasing them. And America Chavez opens up a portal and transports herself and Dr. Strange's corpse to our MCU Earth, which is Earth. What is it? Let's see. 616. No, that's not correct. It is Earth 199999. So she goes back to current Marvel Cinematic Universe Earth, which they're going to try and pass off as 616, which is not correct, guys. 616 is the Marvel Comics universe, the universe that the Marvel Comics characters inhabit. You can't have two 616s. I'm sorry. I know you guys want to have it as 616, but that is not what it is. It already has a number designation. And so it is. the movie is saying 616 and all the interviews say it's 616. So I, I'm going to say that that's what their intention is to call it 616. Earth 616 is the primary continuity in which most Marvel comics take place. Mm-hmm. It, it just is. Right. And they're trying to say that the 616 here is where most of the up-to-date so far Marvel movies have taken place. Right. So what they're going to do is they're going to try and take Marvel comics and replace them with Marvel's movies, which I'm not okay with. You've got your own designation. They've already designated this movie universe as Marvel 199999. And it doesn't have the same ring as 616. I get it. But you can't be, <laughs> you can't be the comics. You're not the comics. It's a different medium, guys. It's a different medium. Anyway, our version of Doctor Strange rescues America Chavez from an octopus looking demon whose name is Shumagoreth, by the way. Nobody ever mentions that. His name is Shumagoreth. Strange rescues her with Wong, who is the Sorcerer Supreme, of course but also can't fly. Wong can't fly. Why can't Wong fly? I want to know why Wong can't fly. And he's he the Sorcerer Supreme. Doesn't matter. Sorcerer. No, no. What? You have to have a cape to fly. That's how I understand it in this, the movie universe here. So that they can't. Why doesn't Wong have the cape? Because in the first movie, it was something along the lines of that artifact. The cape was an artifact and that artifact chose strange. It's dumb. There's no reason why he shouldn't be able to fly. The cape is magic, right? The cape is magical. Cape is magical. Yeah. Wong is the chief magic guy. Like he's the head magic guy, the sorcerer, literally the sorcerer supreme. He should be able to fly. Anyway. So they're saying they can't fly unless if there's a magical artifact that they have that allows them to fly. I think that's stupid. Wong as the sorcerer supreme should be able to fly. I feel like maybe he should the only thing because like wanda can fly but maybe it's a different kind of magic and that's why it doesn't i don't know i have no idea but that's my understanding of how the movie version is going okay so i want to hold on just a second yeah what do you got 
before you get too far off. So did you mention how Dr. Strange tried to take America's no. power? No. Okay. I think that's a really important thing here we need to sure. yeah. talk, Let's about talk about is, it. Yep. is before the first Dr. Strange that we see with the ponytail. Alternate one, Dr. Before, Strange. Before he dies, yep. he decides that it's going to be better if he takes her power for himself than let the monster or the demon get her. Which will kill um, her, by the way. Which would kill her. Correct. So I think it's important to say, hey, this happened because it will come up later in the movie. Right. It's kind of a thing. Right. The other thing you're talking about when you get into them fighting. Shumakarath. Okay. So Dr. Strange is going to Christine's wedding and Christine is marrying somebody else. Right. Okay. To be now, honest, I don't even remember who Christine was from the first movie. I have no recollection of her at all. Oh, I rem- yeah, she was the love interest there. Anyways, what I want to talk about the love interest is it was kind of like a side love interest. It didn't seem like the focus of what was happening. Like, I feel like there was maybe something that they were trying to build, but I feel like now in this movie, they're mm-hmm. making the Christine Stephen love thing way more like dialed up than what they gave us in the first movie. They're Disneying it. Yep. So I feel like that didn't quite make sense. I mean, I I kind of went with it that he was seeing her at the wedding and was he seemed kind of disappointed or, you know, mm-hmm. uncomfortable there. That's fine. But through this whole movie, this is really centered, like a center thing with him and Christine. And I thought, boy, I don't feel like they were like, I don't, they didn't show him that in love with her in that first movie. Yeah. Yep. So I want to, since we're talking about the wedding, I want to talk about a couple of other things too, before, before we get out of the wedding, but I do agree with you on the idea that they are, they're, they're ramping up this whole strange Christine thing more than what, what this movie, what, what the previous movie would have you believe, I guess. So I a hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with you on that. Yeah. I will now, I would like to now talk about the blip, as they're now calling it, Thanos' snap, the erasure of half of the population of the entire universe. Although, I don't know, was it the multiverse or just the universe? This universe? It was just this universe. Okay. Because okay. there was different Thanos and different universes. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's actually going to get brought up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't have a Marvel movie without bringing up Thanos. Man, I can't wait till we get to the X-Men. So the blip is only brought up here at the beginning of the movie. And we don't, we don't deal with it ever again. I mean, other than we'll see an alternate version of Thanos in this movie. So it's implied later, but they never just never explicitly talk about it. And they definitely don't talk about the emotional toll that it must have taken on Stephen Strange to make the decision to allow half of the universe to die so that he could eventually save all of them. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed five years of half of the universe's life to save and them. his own too. And yeah. his own, yeah, to save them. And there is no, according to this movie, no psychological remnant of that. We don't see any effect at all. There's a, there's yeah. a quick moment when that when that 
previous the doctor from Doctor Strange one, the other doctor, the uh, rival. Yeah, I had doctor. to look up who that guy was. I was yeah, like, yeah, random this guy. Yeah. So it, there's a moment where they're talking about, oh, they lost cats, and like, there's a moment where you kind of see a look on his face, but that is literally all they give you. This is the crux for the Infinity Saga, the first twenty three movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we're not dealing with the emotional out, uh, emotional uh, uh, fallout of it at all. Well. Okay, a couple things. Number one, I agree with you first off, but I wonder if what they're trying to portray here is Dr. Strange is supposed to be like this arrogant person who he was, just, yeah. He he's like he's always right type of thing. So I don't know if they're trying to put it in this moment just to kind of reaffirm that hey, he's all about himself and he just knows he did the right thing. And so he's just going to brush it off. I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy that completely, but maybe that's what they were trying to go for. Okay. The other thing is maybe they weren't trying to bring it up again because we did see the emotional fallout of it in Spider-Man. I'm talking about the person that was directly responsible, right? More uh, just as responsible as Thanos, in my opinion, we're not mm -hmm. seeing any effect on him. He's supposed to be a hero. There's yeah. no effect on him at all. No, I don't care how I, arrogant I you are. You kill, you kill billions of people just to make, just to win. Then you are. And by the way, you do that when you obviously have a way to fix this way before you get to the point where they snap anything way before he even gets his hand on the time stone. You create portals that can cut people's hands off. It's established yeah. early. It's established early in the movie. You can cut people's hands off. Why not just cut Thanos's goddamn hand off and end it? It's done. Yeah. They, he does it again in this. He cuts off Shumagorath's tentacle remotely. He doesn't even need to be anywhere near him. He just like zip lines Honey. it. Honey, bam, it's done. It's a plot hole. Just you'll just have it's to. It's a ridiculous part. plot hole. <laughs> yeah, it's a ridiculous plot hole. I agree. Yep. The other thing I want to talk about with that's that's related to the wedding is that it is very weird to see Doctor Strange. I was going to say strange, but I decided to weird instead because it would be strange to see Doctor Strange. Sounds weird, right? <laughs> so I figured since it sounded weird, I'll go with it's weird to see Doctor Strange when there's like an emergency, like tossing on his cape and like flying off like he's Spider-Man. That's not a Doctor Strange thing to do. In the limited amount of comics that I've read from Doctor Strange, he's never out of costume. He's never like in a tuxedo or like in street clothes and just like wandered around. Oh, I gotta like open up your shirt like Superman, right? And then flip yeah. on your cape and woohoo, we're off, right? Never like that. He's always in the sanctum he's always yeah. studying he's but always he was doing at a wedding stuff. so he was I trying to be I, I don't the appropriate attire. i understand that i understand that but what i'm saying is it's very decidedly undoctor strange it's very spider-man is what it is that's okay. a spider-man thing that's a superman thing that's not a doctor strange thing and it was really weird to see him like leap off the side of the building and throw his cape on and be like all right woo. he should have been shooting spider webs out of his hands you know or out of his wrists maybe I don't know. Now I did enjoy the fight sequence with Wong and Doctor Strange and this yes. octopus-looking thing. I don't. Shuma Gorath. Put some respect Sh on his name. Shuma Gorath. Shuma Gorath. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I thought it was a lot of fun. I love the special I, effects. They were so very Sam Raimi. I liked 
the eyeball popping out that That's was what I'm talking about. so evil dead i yes. that was very yeah. reminiscent of that eyeball floating mm-hmm. thing in evil dead yeah um sam raimi is you can tell this is a sam raimi movie it, oh yeah his, all this thing. his fingerprints are everywhere yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah. sam straight sam sam raimi yep the other thing is when wong got flung out and he hit his head on the car door mm-hmm. you know and he hit he, so he hit it really hard and i instantly thought oh my god are they gonna kill wong in this movie i oh. was so worried for wong through this whole movie because <laughs> i my understanding is dr strange is the sorcerer supreme in the comics in is that right six, in 616 yeah he is okay so I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to kill off Wong? So Strange becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. I was really hoping not because I, I I, really like Wong as Sorcerer Supreme and not Doctor Strange because of the whole arrogance thing. And I don't feel like he would be the right person to be in charge of everybody. And so I was really worried they were going to kill off Wong so that way they could make Doctor Strange the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, he definitely hasn't earned it yet. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, I think that's all I have to say up to that point. Sure, sure. You know, that's fine. That's fine. Now, the they recognize some witchcraft runes on Shimogorath when they and they recognize them not as magic, but specifically as witchcraft. And so Dr. Strange goes to talk to Wanda Maximoff, who is still running around free after holding people hostage at Westview for her own amusement so that she could feel like she had a family still because she was having an emotional breakdown. She's not on the raft. She's not anywhere in prison, man, doctor or doctor captain America was they, they put, they put other heroes on the raft for lesser things than Scarlet witch. And she's mm-hmm. still running around free and they know where she is because strange finds her right away. She's like, you don't have to look for her. He just looks her up in like the Marvel phone book and takes off and finds her. Yeah. I always thought that was weird after WandaVision that she just, there was no repercussions to what she did there. There never are repercussions for her at all. When she, when he goes to find her, he quickly realizes that she's responsible for the attack. And so basically, because she got a hold of the Darkhold, which is something that happened in the Westview incident with in 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 WandaVision, she becomes the Scarlet Witch, and she under, she thinks that because America Chavez has these powers that can create portals into other universes that if she takes that power from her killing America Chavez, it'll allow her to reunite with her kids who were made up figments of her imagination. A couple of quick problems here. Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, especially after in this universe, after getting the dark hold, she can do pretty much anything she wants she has reality altering powers she can change she could do this on her own anything she She doesn't need america chavez's power she doesn't need it she doesn't need to go and steal kids from other wandas in other universes she can just recreate billy and tommy she can just make them out of thin air she is that powerful that she should be able to do that and it never occurs to her to do this the only thing that occurs to her is a random person who can teleport through the the multiverse 
the only thing that occurs to her is to steal that person's power, thereby killing that person so that she can go to another universe, steal the children of alternate universe her, and live that way. Yeah. Now, I didn't realize that she was that powerful that she could do that. So this this here kind of makes sense to me other than how did she know about America Chavez? I mean, yeah, that doesn't make how, any sense. How does she know who she is and what she right. can do? I, that part didn't make sense to me, but the rest of it did. But that's because I didn't know she could do that on her Wait, own. Hold on. I think I know. I think I know how she did. Now we watched this a couple of times. They do this thing where they, they dream walk mm-hmm. and she was dream walking. And in fact, it's one of those things that strange like chides her for she was dreamwalking i think that's how she discovered america chavez and discovered that she has these powers yeah but she would have had to been dreamwalking into another version of herself in another universe yeah which she does again later yeah so then the other version of herself must have been around america chavez to at some point yeah Yeah, i'm guessing that that's must have just been what happened okay i mean that's really Mm -hmm a lot of messy stuff going on but all right it's stretching it pretty thin yeah absolutely stretching it pretty thin so i didn't have an issue with it i really didn't i just kind of was like well how the hell would she know who this person is right right yeah they don't explain it they don't explain it very well at all so she demands that strange gives up america chavez not the country or the continent i guess we should say and strange is like hell no and he and Wong take America to Camertage. But Wanda attacks Camertage. She murders a whole bunch of sorcerers there. Okay, okay. so I want to talk back. about this fight a little bit. Yeah. This fight was pretty cool. Okay. I thought it was it was interesting to see all these sorcerers. I didn't realize there was that many sorcerers. I guess that's kind of where I was like, oh, they, they're like all over the place. I should have known that. I didn't realize there was that many. We have some kind of creature that's a sorcerer too. The Minotaur. Rintra? The sorcerer. Rintra? Yeah. Rintra. Okay. Yeah. So we've never seen something like this where it's like an animal other than Guardians of the Galaxy. But I mean, on Earth, mm-hmm. this is a kind of the first time we're seeing this, right? So I thought that was interesting. This was interesting thing. Now I'm assuming that he's maybe an alien extra dimensional so he's actually from the multiverse which is interesting because there's a whole wait a minute. thing yeah i know wait 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 so yeah. if he's from the multiverse how did the how why is strange and wong just learning about the multiverse here then interesting question i don't have an answer for that but, okay but rintra at least at least in the marvel 616 universe the comic universe Rintra is extra dimensional. He's from another reality okay. where, it, and yeah, so, yep. And actually he's an alien from another reality. So he's actually from another planet in another universe. Okay. Yeah. And he's then, actually one of Dr. Strange's apprentices in the comics. He, he actually lives in the Sanctum Sanctorum with him, with Dr. Strange okay. and Wong and a couple of other people, Clea and a couple of other folks. Okay. Yeah. Then Wanda with her whole mind playing game that she did we've seen her do this before in age of ultron so she you know able to get into these guys goes in their heads yeah head yeah yeah and so of course that takes down the shields and then wong and strange and america all go into inside the building right yeah they they there's this big chase through the halls of of camertage and 
then they have then we have another really Sam Raimi <laughs> really Sam Raimi moment right so we've got the reflections and so mm-hmm. she's attacking them through the reflections and she comes out of that gong like like what what's that character from the ring i mean she comes out oh of that yeah like yeah that. she comes out of there like the ring the ring girl i don't remember the, the ring girl's name but yeah. i don't remember but it was really creepy yeah it's yeah. it's kind of giving this movie a little bit more while it's not scary it's getting a little bit more of a horror feel to it so oh yeah there's really horror vibes digging on this stuff yeah yeah um, there, there so are horror really- vibes all over this and my favorite part of that whole bit with the mirrors and the reflections was not just her coming out of the gong, but just prior. There's this. There's the scene where America is looking into one of the puddles on the floor, and there's an eyeball, and it's so Sam eyeball, yeah. I'm like, oh shit! And yeah, it's yeah, it's very creepy and very weird. Very, very Sam Raimi. Thank you, Sam Raimi, for being involved in this. Because anybody else doing this, this wouldn't have worked. No, it's very easy. I think when you're doing something like this to come off as overly cheesy i mean pretentious maybe yeah you're going with some cheesy stuff in here and yeah Yeah, anyways all right so we're yeah so then we end up on earth 818 and wanda is using the dark hold to dream walk and take control of her 818 or 838 counterpart who is a suburban person living with her own billy and tommy uh out there in the multiverse i can't remember if this happens before or after but uh, one of the one of the sorceresses destroys the dark hold and it, it kills her destroying her and then and then wanda forces wong to take her to mount wondegore i don't remember if that happens or if we get the whole strange goes to meet carl mordo they go looking for that earth it's it's Doctor happening strange. at the same time we're okay. going back and forth here okay. so we have this jump through the multiverse which I thought looked really neat. You're, you're getting cool, little yeah. glimpses of these different universes. There's a paint mm-hmm. one. There's like one where they're like breaking up into these like little box dimension things. Right. I thought it looked really neat. Apparently they did put this out in 3D also. And the 3D look of all of this stuff was very cool, I guess. Right, so. right. Now I would like to go back real quick because there's a note that I have here about Wanda's logic. When when Strange goes to talk to her before the whole fight at Comertage, she says to Strange, after it's revealed that she's the one in control of this whole thing and she's revealed to be the villain of the of the picture, she says to Strange, you do what I did and you're the hero. I do what I did and I'm the villain. But that's really, that's really shitty logic. Strange did what he did to save half of the universe. And she did what she did to make up kids that she had already created. Like that's her whole thing. She missed vision. So she took control of an entire town. It's not the same thing. It's nowhere near the same thing. Now it's faulty logic. It's villain logic. It's villain logic. It's bad guy logic. I do like that. They are making her the bad guy. I do. There's a lot of people that had issues with her being the bad guy because they said it didn't make sense. Sure. I feel like it does make sense that she ends up being the bad guy just for the fact that she has the dark hold and that is that thing will like possess the user of it and, Mm -hmm. and like infect them and stuff. So, so number one, she already did this with the town Mm -hmm. and yes, she kind of comes back and has redemption at the end, but at the end of WandaVision, 
you see her with the dark hold. So she is not like completely back. Okay. That's kind of where it all started. So I, I don't know if I, I, I think I'm okay with her turning into the bad guy here. I'm a hundred percent. Okay. With Wanda being the bad, the bad guy. So anyway, so, so on earth eight, three, eight, while Wanda is out there trying to, trying to dreamwalk and take control of her version of that. And then she, then she ends up in a fight with Wong. And then she, he, he, like I said, he takes her to Mount Wondegore, which we'll get to that, but we'll come back to that. Meanwhile, our strange and our America Chavez, well, I guess everybody's America Chavez, go looking for Earth 838's Dr. Strange. And they run into Carl Mordo at the, at the Sanctum Sanctorum because their version of Dr. Strange is dead. And Carl Mordo is the Sorcerer Supreme. He poisons them or he knocks them out with some tea, right? Yeah. Doesn't poison them. He knocks them out with some tea. And he brings them before a group of people called the Illuminati. And this is where my geek head just explodes, like blows right the frick up. Because the Illuminati are a group of people that were brought together by, in the comics, Doctor Strange and Iron Man. In this universe, it was just Doctor Strange. He created this group of people that consists of Baron Mordo or Carl Mordo in this world. Peggy Carter, also known as Captain Carter. Blackagar Boltagon or Black Bolt, played by Anson Mount who played him in, by the way, the Inhumans TV series, Maria Rambo, who is Captain Marvel in this universe. So there's no Carol Danvers in this universe. Monica Rambo's mom became Captain Marvel. Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four, played by John Krasinski, who everybody always wants to be Reed Richards, so they get their wish. And the inimitable Patrick Stewart as Charles francis xavier in his in his by the way his x-men the animated series wheelchair the hover chair that he used to have when he when they introduce him they play the x-men animated series theme song danny elfman threw that in there i thought that was that just blew my mind that they didn't just put charles xavier in there they put animated series version of charles xavier in there I was, I loved it. I thought that was fantastic. I I thought that was an interesting choice. Now I did. So everybody that's here, we have seen before Captain Carter. We saw in the what if series Mm -hmm. on Disney plus, right? You said the black bolt was in a TV series inhuman. I've never seen that show. I've heard it's terrible. Like six, six people saw that show. So we're not worried about it. Yeah. I'm not worried about that, but apparently it's the same actor. Right. The only one that we hadn't seen before is John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Um, Reed Richards. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. So mm-hmm. he's the only one that was kind of new. Otherwise, everybody else we've seen mm-hmm. before. Right. I thought it was interesting that they did bring Patrick Stewart in to play him. I thought that was cool. Yeah. The yellow car thing. If I wouldn't have seen the cartoon that you and Miles watched, I, you know, so I've seen the cartoon because you guys were watching that. Was it last summer? You guys were watching that all summer? We watched some of it. Yeah. I would have thought that was the goofiest damn thing I've ever seen because it is really (laughs) goofy looking, but I knew what it was from because I'd seen the cartoon. Watch your tongue, woman. (laughs) (laughs) So the Illuminati explained that the reckless use of the Darkhold in their universe 
in, in an attempt to defeat Thanos, Doctor Strange triggered a universe-destroying event called an incursion. And then when they, when they did defeat Thanos, the Illuminati executed their version of Strange to prevent him from causing more harm. Now, they decided that they wanted to portray him as a hero because they didn't want to know the evil things that he had done, which that's cool. It's a very, very dark night thing to do there, right? That's what, that's what Batman did for Harvey Dent. They, he took on the villain role so that Harvey Dent didn't show up as the bad guy. That's how he ended up being. He ended up becoming like a, a martyr. Let's talk about this incursion thing. The incursions lead me to believe that we're going to see Secret Wars eventually, which was the end of Jonathan Hickman's run on Avengers and New Avengers. We've already seen the adaptation of his version of the infinity war which was in it was kind of the midpoint of his his run on avengers and new avengers so now we could be seeing the end of his run with secret wars which basically what happens is you get these incursions where you have these universes their earths are crashing into one another so my question about these incursions here it says they're universe-destroying incursions. Should The way that they describe it is that that Earth will collide with, or that universe will collide with another universe, and it destroys both of them. So if it triggered an incursion on in 838's universe, shouldn't 838 not exist anymore? It was my understanding with what they said in the movie that an incursion can happen from somebody just visiting another universe that they're already in. Is that right? Is that right or that's what it sounded like to me. Like if you if you dick around in other universes too much, you can cause an incursion. Okay, so it's because not you're not just supposed the... to be there stepping foot on there it's no if it's, you're in there too much and... right because otherwise okay. otherwise like all those universes that he in america had ported through and every universe that america ever ports through would be subject to an incursion no she wouldn't because she's the only one there is no other america chavez so there's oh not right yeah that's true beings yep. yeah that's true that's true Okay, so if there's another version of you in that universe, you can trigger an incursion if you're if you're dicking around too long. Okay, all right. But then, okay, so then then this makes even less sense because if he's dicking around in other universes to try and defeat to de- try and and defeat Thanos, shouldn't his universe be the universe that gets sacrificed, or did he just he did he just sacrifice two universes to defeat Thanos. Is that what they're trying to say? I think so. That's how I took it. Okay. I think they're making this incursion thing a little too confusing, but okay. All right. I'm with you now. I'm with it now. Okay. So while they're there, while they're doing this and we're finding all this information out, we get... Wanda at Mount Wondegore, where she realizes where where Wong basically says, "Look, there the the Darkhold is a copy of the text that's at Mount Wondegore." Now, I want to talk about Mount Wondegore because the the existence of Mount Wondegore in Marvel Cinematic Universe implies the existence of High Evolutionary in 
Marvel Cinematic Universe, which could be a cool bad guy to have later on. He's a dude that he's a dude that like experiments with like genetics and stuff. So that could be a cool guy to have later on. But anyway, so I I just thought that was neat. And he his his base of operations is Mount Wondegor. Now I don't know if they're just gonna change that, you know, for this universe or what, but it would seem to me that if you're going to steal the 616 coding for your movie going pleasure, you should, you know, stick with the tried and true tropes of that universe if you're gonna if you're gonna co-opt it. But that's just me, I guess. So Wanda attacks and kills everybody. All the six ones are the, uh, excuse me, the eight, three, eight versions of everybody. Peggy Carter. These were brutal killings. They were, but here's the thing. These people were on screen for all of about five minutes before they ended up dead. Yeah. The, what was even the, look, I really loved seeing Xavier in a Marvel movie, like a cinematic universe mm-hmm. movie. I really loved seeing a fantastic four character, but what's the point to bring them in if you're just going to kill them off within five minutes? Yeah, but this isn't on our universe. This is a different universe. So I I I think it's introducing it. So that way they come into our universe at a later movie. Okay. So the implication then is that there is a Reed Richards currently on 616 or Marvel Cinematic Universe universe. Is that what you're saying? That's how I take it. The implication is that there's an Xavier and there are mutants. We just don't know about them. I don't know. Either that or something's going to happen that brings them in from a different universe. I don't you mean know like yet. an incursion. Yeah, I, I don't See, know yet, but I feel like I I feel like this was a lot of fan service here. This Illuminati yeah, thing yeah. was just to yep. get the fans and the seats going. Woo-hoo! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I feel the exact same thing there. I again, I really enjoyed seeing it. And I was one of those people going, woo. I mean, I was basically slapping your leg the whole time. Yes, I told you to knock it off. (laughs) I know. Yeah, it didn't matter. I was still doing it. But I have a problem with the fan service for fan service sake. If they had brought them in and they had done something important with them, like if for some reason, like the smartest man alive, Reed Richards, they they specifically call him that. Why didn't he dispense some of that fantastic pun intended intelligence? say, I have theories about how we can stop these incursions, blah, 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 right? Because then you have a way of merging universes. You yeah. could have the Fantastic Four. You could have the X-Men without having to do any of this. There are so many missed opportunities here. There's a missed opportunity for Wanda to do a version of No More Mutants by saying No More Magic or something like that to like get through Comertage's like, defenses, just cut magic out of it all together there is no magic mm-hmm. now now you've got to deal with me person to person with me having all the power and you having none right like there's just missed opportunities it felt like missed opportunities in this movie i was a little disappointed with that but where were we everybody's dead right that's where we were everybody's okay. dead but now we get some more horror visuals right. so wanda has killed these Ultron robot thingies. Yep. And she has oil on her face that yeah. looks like blood. And she looks like Carrie out of Stephen King's Carrie. Yeah. The movie there. Yeah. And she is running after Strange and America and Christine. 
chasing running her after the them, sewers, chasing them through the down sewers. the yes through the sewers in like these closed corridors, and she's limping and stuff, which gives me the vibe of The Shining with Jack yes. Lawrence chasing. Yeah. I really loved this a lot. This yep. was just super cool to see on on the screen. Uh, we're watching a Marvel movie, but it's got those creepy vibes. It was it. a Marvel. This is the closest we've had to a Marvel horror movie so far. Yeah, like she has I, these I red it. eyes going on too, like yeah. these glowing red eyes. Fantastic, mm-hmm. really well done. And we're going to see even more of this later too, after when, because basically what they're doing is they're trying to get to the the book of Ashanti. Christine tells that, okay, Earth 818 or 838, excuse me, Christine tells our Dr. Strange and America Chavez that there is a way to get to the book of Ashanti. And so they, they go to the location and it turns out Dr. Strange's watch opens the vault that has the portal to the space between universes and the, and it, which, and of course it leads directly to the book of Ashanti. It's not like you have to go and find it after you open the door. It's like literally open the door and it's like right there. No, so apparently Strange put that there and yeah. Yep. Very easy to find. Once you open <laughs> right. The door. Right. So they go in there and the, but, but Wanda shows up again. Now this is eight, three, eight Wanda possessed by MCU Wanda. Mm-hmm. They grab the book of Ashanti, but Wanda destroys it. She burns it. And then she takes over America's mind and uses her powers to uh, to send the to send Christine and our Doctor Strange to another universe that has been destroyed by an incursion. Which my understanding of incursions isn't that there's like anything left. It's just that they are no more. Like your universe is gone when the incursion's over with, but not here. Here we have floating Brooklyn bridges and water pooling and stuff like that. So Sam Raimi's car, Sam Raimi's car floating around. Right. I think that was <laughs> just the only reason that we have that maybe, you know? So, well, you have to get to the evil Dr. Strange, right? Right. So then we get to evil Dr. Strange and that planet, that version or that u- version of that universe that they get sent to the incursion universe. Their Dr. Strange is, Super evil. He's got the dark hold and he is corrupted by the dark hold. And they have this fight. Our Dr. Strange <laughs> and this version is Dr. Strange. They have this fight where they use music notes. Like he, like they, 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 they pull music notes off of a page, like music pages and fight with those. It has to be the most creative version of a fight in Marvel cinematic history. It it it's very visually stunning, I think. However, I don't know if I love this or hate this. It it looks so goofy and but yet it's very new. I don't know. I'm back and forth on it cuz I thought it was neat to see i liked mm-hmm. the music because then they started playing like um oh joy and different stuff, yeah. yeah they started playing different music with it and stuff and the little harp thing at the end that one little note that ping takes yeah. takes it out i thought it was neat to see visually it was cool to see the notes mm-hmm. flying around i liked the music but at the same time it was goofy as hell my take on this is that it is probably the most unique fight in Marvel Cinematic Universe history. And therefore, I think I love it because every other fight in Marvel Cinematic Universe history seems to be the same thing 
for 30 minutes. You know how you know how I've been recently with these movies. I still love yeah. them. I'll still go and see them, but I tend to nod off a little bit during these fights because I know what's going to happen and I know how boring it's going to be because it's just going to be giant CGI everything fighting everything. Here we have two Doctor Strange two Doctor Strangers facing off against one another and they're using music as their <laughs> weapon. And it is the it is it is one of the most unique things I've ever seen in a Marvel movie. They they took a chance. They they took a shot at it. And Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi did up for this. There's a third eye on the one Doctor Strange, which is fantastic. It's a it's a direct like reference to one of the comics. Yeah. So I I, I really man, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. So he uses the dark hold to dreamwalk into <laughs> into his corpse the corpse of the ponytail doctor strange from the beginning of the movie in the most sam raimi ending ever. now we have some deadites going on right? we have some serious <laughs> deadites going on here he so basically he has christine say uh, stand next to him and be like okay well he says i need you here to keep me grounded in case they try and like you know, attack me for Im- invading their space. And she says, who? And he says, the souls of the damned. Like, as if it's just like, duh. The, who duh. Do you think, <laughs> who do you think I'm talking about, right? And he goes off and, and possesses the body of, of, of his corpse. <laughs> so weird to say. He possesses the body of his corpse. And he gets to, like, the base of Mount Wondegore, and he gets attacked by these souls of the damned. But he takes control of them, and he turns them into his goddamn cape. And Sam Raimi, I love you. I love you, Sam Raimi. I love this whole thing. This I love was the cape fantastic. thing. It was cool. It, it reminded me of Evil Dead. It It, did. it, it wasn't it was exact. very Evil it, Dead. But yeah. it had the feel of it. It felt that way that, yep. he, you know, the zombie look on him. Oh, yeah. You know, the he's corpse. missing half his face. Yep. And he's that's how Doctor Strange looked for the last part of the movie. He yep. looked like a dead zombie. Hey, corpse Doctor Strange looks an awful <laughs> lot like Ash from Evil Dead when he gets possessed by the uh, the deadites. And I loved it. I'm a, I'm 100% here for that. I'll tell you that much. It, he he goes and he fights Wanda in the CGI battle to end all CGI battles for this movie. And he ends up getting like the shit kicked out of him because Wanda's just too damn powerful. You've got Wong as holding Wanda into that little ball thing, right? Right. And he tells Strange, you need to take her power. Yep. I'm surprised Wong said that. It feels a little too. out of character for Wong. It is. But I know why it was done. It was done so you have your character arc of this time Strange is not going to take her magic. He's going <laughs> to empower her to take care of herself. I, I felt like it was out of character for a Wong to say that. It was. Um, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But that's not a character arc for our Doctor Strange. If If the other Doctor Strange was the one that was in charge here, then I'd say it was a character arc. No, I think it's the arc that's supposed to be at first. He is the one that always has to hold the knife. He's right. the one that always has to be in charge. Right. And now he's made this journey where he is empowering somebody else yep. to do it and not doing it himself. Okay. I can see that as his character arc. That's our yeah. Dr. Strange's character arc. Yeah. And I a hundred percent agree with that because 
Christine even says it. This Christine, the 838 Christine says the exact same thing that our universe Christine says Mm -hmm. that he does, like you said, has to hold the knife. He's got to be the one in charge. He's got to be the one making the decisions. But in this particular scenario, this is where our Stephen Strange grows. Yeah. Says, yeah. And I what? feel like that's why Wong said that, but I felt yeah. like it was out of character for him. But I'm I'm glad it played out where it played out. I just I wanted I just wanted to talk about that moment real quick. Right. You can effectively though have the same moment because he goes to her, he goes to America and says, I'm not here to save you. I'm here to tell you you can save yourself. You mm-hmm. don't need me. You're the one that can fix this. That that right there is the character arc. You don't have to have Wong be like, take her power. And she's and, yeah. and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to explicitly tell her what she needs to know. Right. Uh, like, make that be his journey rather than his journey as, like, guided by Wong, I guess. Not that I have a problem with Wong. I love Wong. I think Wong is a great character. I like him as the Sorcerer Supreme. In fact, I prefer him to stay as the Sorcerer Supreme. And Doctor Strange, say, like, assistant to the Sorcerer Supreme or whatever. Right. But, yeah. But, like... He didn't need to say that. We didn't have. We need to. We didn't need to have this break from his character. To to have this be an effective moment, it didn't. It wasn't necessary. I don't think. So, but America, America blips her and and Wanda to eight three eight universe right in front of their Wanda and the kids, and the the kids there, Billy and Tommy, they are terrified of her. They're terrified of our Wanda because she looks like an evil monster. They call her a witch. The other Wanda tries to stop them. She knocks her, knocks her out. And our Wanda knocks her out and the kids run and hide. And she realizes that, you know, that she was wrong. She has this moment of clarity where she realizes that she was wrong. This by far, this has been the most satisfying like way to wrap up now i'm not saying that the story itself was was the the way that they wrapped the story was satisfying but like the fact that they didn't do it with like a big cgi fight Mm -hmm. is the most satisfying part since probably winter soldier i kept thinking back when was the last time we had like them finish something without fighting when when is the last time they had when when was the last time we had them finish something without it being like you know like a huge cgi fest and winter soldier is the last time i can remember that now i understand that most of the set was cgi but like it was still you know steve and bucky going at it and they have this moment right where 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 you you has he has this moment of realization bucky does that's what this reminded me of it reminded me of 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 the winter soldier and i'm really thankful that they didn't do the giant cgi thing at the end of this because it kept me engaged they kept me engaged how did you feel about the way that they resolved i enjoyed it too i thought it was a good way for her to stop and see herself through i mean because the whole thing right now is she's doing this for her kids Mm -hmm. she now sees herself as her kids see her right and i think that's really important for her because i feel like before i feel like before infinity war and after Age of Ultron, our Wanda was trying to be on the straight path. You know, she's trying mm-hmm. to be on the good side. Yep. And 
That's and a good point because she actually started out as a bad guy in this she universe. She started too. out as a bad guy. Why too, is yeah. everybody surprised by this? Then I don't get it. I, I don't, don't understand know. What I don't think. know. I feel like she. I feel like this is how it had to happen. She yeah. was not going to do it any other way than coming to it on her own. Right. Right. But then she realizes what she's done. She brings Mount Wondergore down on top of herself. And we're assuming that she's dead, but we don't see a body. So we don't. But also, if yeah. you watch that mountain come down, there is like a red, like light burst. Like as it's coming down, there's like a red light burst that goes out. And I'm like, that is her getting out of it. I just, know yeah. it. I just know it is. Yeah. Yeah. So she, while she's doing that, she she destroys every copy of the dark hold throughout all, every multiverse universe. She does, yeah, yeah. And then Chavez, America Chavez, she goes and grabs Doctor Strange and Christine Palmer, returns them to their their universes, and then that's it. We're we're done. We've got a, a final scene where we where we find out that uh, America has joined the sorcerers at Camertage, and she is training with them, and uh, yeah. Oh, and in Doctor Strange, our Doctor Strange, he's got a third eye now. He does. His use yeah. of the dark hold, he got that third eye. Yeah. Now, is it from the dark hold or is it from, because my understanding is he has this thing in the comics before. Uh, he has had that in the comics before. I don't know exactly how he ended up with it in the comics. So okay. I don't know the lore behind that, unfortunately, but I do know that he has had that before. Which is, you know, because there's also in the first Doctor Strange, the ancient one mm-hmm. at one point taps him in the middle of the forehead and says, open your eye or whatever like that, oh, or, yeah. or see your something like that. That's why mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, is it from the dark hold or is this really some kind of thing that happens to these guys? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. maybe maybe it's like a maybe it's like a, a an awakening like that, like it's an idea that like you can see more than what you can just see, you know? Yeah. So maybe. who knows? Who knows? I, it does make sense that it would be from the dark hold. Cause you didn't have it until after that. And eh. the evil Dr. Eh. Strange had it, eh. but I guess we'll see what happens. Down it's the, the simplest explanation. And if there's anything that I've learned from the Marvel cinematic universe is that the simplest explanation is going to be the explanation. So that's going to be it. Sure. It's going to be because he used dark hold. He get third eye period. That's it. That's it. So, oh, we have to talk about the mid-credit scene. We do. The mid-credit scene, he's walking around with his third eye. <laughs> he doesn't have it on, right? He doesn't have <laughs> no, it he open doesn't, all the time. No. But, but he's walking around and he gets stopped by someone in purple who says, hey, you have triggered an incursion and uh, you got to come fix it with me. And he opens his third eye, throws on his cape, and they jump into what's known as the dark dimension. And that's how that ends. Now, that person is a sorceress named Clea, who we've talked about off mic. We've talked about she is actually Dr. Strange's fiance at one point. So a new love interest. A new love to interest. To get over Christine. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Was that maybe. Charlize Theron who, who played that? It? Yes, it, it is. Okay. Yep. Oh, it was Angelina Jolie that was in Eternals, right? Was Charlize Theron right. in Eternals? No. She wasn't. Okay, good. No. Try to remember at this point. Okay. So any notes, any other things you wanted to throw out here before we just, 
just a couple here. Okay. One, this is the fifth MCU film in a row that China has denied a release for them. So they haven't been able to <laughs> release this in China. Yeah, you know. And in Saudi Arabia, they wanted them to remove the 12-second clip of America Chavez with her parents. Disney said no. Oh, and no, so gay this people. Is also not being released in Saudi Arabia because Disney said, no, we're keeping it in. Oh, no, gay people. Look, gay yeah. guys, folks, gay people <laughs> exist. Get used to it. You'll be fine. It's not going to hurt you. Gay people existing is not going to hurt you. Shut up about it. Jeez. Also, I do have one other quick thing I want to say. Captain Carter, when she's fighting Wanda, says, I could do this all day. And I swear to God, <laughs> I rolled my eyes so hard, I sprained them. She doesn't need I, that. She doesn't, but I loved it. Yeah. Whatever. I thought it was great. What <laughs> I thought it was ever, great. whatever, whatever. There's also, only one other thing I forgot to mention. Yeah. Um, what do you got? When they're in. What's that building called that they're fighting in the Kaj? Kamertaj? Kajmertaj. What? Kajmer sweater? I don't know. Kajmer sweater. <laughs> when they were, were there. For, henceforth <laughs> to be known as Kajmer sweater. They're in Kashmir sweater and what's going on? When Scarlet Witch is being seen through the reflections, yeah. the music cue is the same one that was used in the Evil Dead. So ah. they were using some of the same music cues there. God damn. I love Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Sam Raimi. I do. You know what's interesting? They talked about there's a scene where the scene where where Wanda goes all nutso and kills all the uh, 838 heroes including reed richards she asks him or he says i have kids of my own and that means that there's a franklin richards out there who's a mutant by the way and franklin richards franklin richards is one of the most powerful creatures in the universe if we now, get I franklin was... richards i'm gonna my mind is gonna blow up if we get franklin now richards. i was reading that one of Wanda's kids is one of the most powerful beings out there. I think one of them becomes Wiccan, I think is his name. My other question is, Yeah, is Scarlet Witch more powerful than Jean Grey? Boy, we're getting into, we're getting into comic book shop arguments here because Jean Grey possessed the power of the Phoenix. Jean Grey is an Omega level mutant. I don't know if Scarlet Witch is considered an Omega level mutant. They have fucked with her reality so many different times. She's been uh, a Magneto's kid. She's not been Magneto's kid. They've changed it a bunch of times. I don't know that I would say that she's more powerful. I and I think I think the thing for me is that think about it this way. Before she could even bother altering reality, Jean could go into her mind and turn off her power. That's how powerful Jean Grey is. She could shut her down in an instant. In fact, Xavier could shut her down in an instant. So her being able to sneak up on Xavier and snap his neck telepathically makes no freaking sense to me at all. But I'm allowing uh, it because this, this is not even our universe. So maybe, this not, right. maybe he's not as powerful. But Xavier should be able to just switch her off and just stop her. So I'm going to say from my perspective, 
Wanda is not more powerful than Jean Grey. She's not more powerful than Xavier either. And in fact, I don't think she's even more powerful than some of the other like Omega level mutants out there. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. All right. Oh, you know what? Let's just get down to it. Okay. What do you, where do you feel, where do you feel this movie lands? Is this a keep a rent or, or an erase? I am going to keep this movie while it has some storyline issues. I love the fact that Sam Raimi was part of this. I love the horror aspects to this. Some of the visuals are fantastic. I'm a little surprised because I didn't really care for the first Doctor Strange. A whole, like, I, 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 it was okay, but it's not my favorite. So I did not have a lot of hope going into this one. I was just like, eh, all right, we'll go see this because it's a Marvel movie. And I was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. Not the best one again, but I would definitely keep it. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm also going to go with keep. And I've done some thinking about this. Previous to this movie, previous to this review, I had just kept all Marvel movies because they're Marvel movies and because I'm a completist at heart. But I don't think I'm being fair by just doing that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's a fair review for me to be like, well, this movie's you know, kind of mid-range to begin with, but I'm going to keep it anyway. So I think in this particular case, however, I am going to keep this because every reason that you just said is completely valid. Sam Raimi in the Marvel Universe for Doctor Strange works. He took a character that I didn't care about and made me care about him. Sam Raimi mm-hmm. took a concept that I didn't care about, magic in the Marvel Universe, and made me care about it. Sam Raimi made it cool by putting deadites in a freaking Marvel movie which is something that I never thought in a million years that I would see. He gave us probably the most creative fight of any fight in a Marvel Cinematic Universe in that with that music note fight. We have so many different horror elements and horror movies are so near and dear to my heart. Sam Raimi is near and dear to my heart. Sam Raimi, I love you, Sam Raimi. So, <laughs> so I'm going to say I'm going to keep this. But going forward, I'm going to... I, my pledge is this. Going forward, I'm not just going to stand Marvel movies from now on. I'm going to be fair with them. And if I don't like the movie and I don't think that... you know, While I may purchase it for myself because I am a completist in my life. For the you don't listener, have to do that here. For the listener, I don't have to do that here. It's just like I don't have to erase something if I really like it, right? Like, yeah. like I don't have to do that. So I'm going to, I'm gonna this one I'm keeping because of Sam Raimi. I love you, Sam Raimi. Sammy, I love you. I love you, Sam Raimi. Anyway, uh <laughs> you're my favorite. So so <laughs> so I'm gonna keep it because of that. I'm gonna keep it because of all the reasons that I that I laid out. And even with its problems, even with the issues that I take with it, even with the fact that I don't think that they should be taking Marvel 616 as their universe designation, it's already designated. It's the, it's the, it's the comic universe on which this universe is based. Keep the universe number that you already had. I know it's clunky, but give it a different name. Give it a different number if you don't want it. Make it 717. That's even cooler, right? 717 because 616 is the Marvel cinema or Marvel Comics universe. 717 is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anyway, off of that, even with all these problems, I still I enjoyed the ride. I was not even bored the second time watching it. I wasn't sitting there going, whatever, let's get on to this. I rolled my eyes at the Captain Carter thing, sure. But other than that, I was with this movie. I was with this movie every step of the way, even though I had problems with it, because it has character. So yeah, this is a keeper for me. And there Excellent. we have it. 
X Men right. Lens? What? I said excellent. Oh, I thought you said X Men for a second there. So no, no, I didn't. I want my God right. X Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Disney. <laughs> it don't mess it up. I know where you live. I've been to your castle. I will come find you, Mouse. Anyway, shake my fist in the air. At you. Yeah, I'll shake my fist. In the air. Yeah, how dare you, sir? How dare you? In reality, in reality, even if they do screw it up, I'll still be okay because I got my comics. I'll just surround yeah. myself with comics and like sleep on a bed of comics and be like, oh, I love you, Marvel Comics. Okay, now you're getting weird. I'm always weird. What's next? What are we, what, what are we watching next? All right, next week we are going to cover the movie Firestarter. Oh, I love that with David Keith and Drew Barrymore, right? That's the uh, one no. where she... No, no. What? <laughs> Tell me more. What one. do you mean? What do you mean new, new one? one? Who's playing the dad in this? No clue. I no don't clue? know. Okay. I never heard of that guy, but whatever. I, I, I it's really going to be like... fantastic. Let's okay. see. <laughs> it's either going to be the best movie ever or it's going <laughs> to suck beyond suck. So, uh, okay. Well, no in I, between. yeah, there's no in between. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I like the original a lot. So you're going to have to, I mean, now admittedly, the original has so many friggin' problems. It's not the world's best movie, but I have a soft spot in my heart for the original movie because it was one of those horror movies that i grew up watching as a kid right well i don't even know if you can count it as a horror movie but it's a stephen king movie and i love those so as long as they don't like pet cemetery 2019 it i think we'll be okay but yeah boy fingers crossed guys that's on peacock so if you've got peacock premium you can watch that movie without having to go to the theater or it's in theaters if you'd rather go there and have some teenagers smacking on popcorn behind your head while you're trying to watch a damn movie like that kid, did you get that kid that was behind us the first time around? He's just the one that kept kicking my chair. Yeah, the kept kicking. Oh, Jesus. He's a teenager. <laughs> Why are you like, what? Whatever. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week here on the couch for Firestarter 2022. Thank you for listening to A View from the Couch. We value your feedback. Please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your preferred podcast listening app. You can reach us on Facebook by searching at A View From The Couch, on Twitter at View underscore Couch, or by emailing us at A View From The Couch at Yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening. Bye. See ya.